0: another episode of the 1323 Podcast bonus episode midweek here. Oh. Whoa. We got uh games to talk about before we get there. KC, how are you doing?
1: Doing good Marlo. Uh yeah midweek midweek pod, uh midday pod. Things yeah. are all kinda different for this one. Uh, different locations. I- Different. location. Well, I mean, I'm just in a different room in my house. But <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, uh, excited. Excited to. There's another chance to talk tomorrow and
0: you know, have, have a fight out
1: there. It's, uh, it's an exciting time to be a sports fan. Let me
0: tell It is. It is an exciting time to be a sports fan, and I can't. I mean, I'm loving this uh, in the middle of March Madness. In the and my brackets mean nothing, but I'm still super engaged with the Elite Eight. I don't know if it's the new format on the days. I don't know if it's the games, but or that we because we missed it for a year. But I'm all in and loving every second of it.
1: Oh yeah, still well, I was all in on three quarters of the games, which we'll talk <laughs> about <laughs> in a second. But um, yeah, it still still very interested in this tournament, and I, I think it's just with all the upsets, we still have the Baylor Gonzaga possibility, and I think that's just. What's exciting uh, about about? I guess we'll talk about that more. But yeah, uh, you talked about the different format, and I I get why they did it. Right now that we've kind of gone through it for the television ratings, when you have the two night games, why not just have them Monday Tuesday? Why not have them during a, a week night uh, when more people are going to be in front of their TVs? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. From uh, I'm trying to, you know, schedule this for the most eyeball standpoint. We talked about before how it made. Uh, Thursday, Friday suck, but <laughs> I, I'm going to sound a little old, Marlo. Yeah. Yeah. They were too late.
0: They were very they were late. late. They were very late. I don't I don't disagree with that. And we're in central time zone, so yeah. I, I can't imagine the eastern time zone, how that feels.
1: I couldn't imagine uh, being a Michigan fan, having to stay up to midnight to watch the end of last night's game, because when you're up watching it right and then the way in which it ended i wasn't i wouldn't be sleeping right after that
0: <laughs> agreed
1: so i imagine that those fans if they're like me are truly really, really struggling today
0: yeah no 100 percent. Wait. just too move
1: late. it up five and five and eight
0: sure how hard is that
1: how yeah. hard is that to do i don't understand well,
0: why not why not the answer the question is why not yeah um but yeah i mean there's talk of Obviously, there's it's you know it's recency bias, but everyone's like this is awesome. We're just going to keep it this way, which it might happen. It's probably if, you know the, I know that the um, the Sweet Sixteen games had really good ratings, being on the weekend, yeah. and you know that's going to dr- That's going to be the driver going forward. So we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: This week makes sense. I don't. The first week, the one day shift made no sense.
0: Right. Yeah, I can agree with that. I agree with that.
1: And we still and. I, it's a bit surprising though this, even with this shift this two day shift they still have the Friday or the Saturday Monday final four yes they didn't change that, didn't uh, change that. but we'll see I don't know I don't know what you'd, you would probably change it to Sunday Tuesday then you're thrown off I don't, I don't like that that just feels too weird that <laughs> <laughs> just feels too weird but just make I think I'm okay with this round just make it a little earlier uh, and, and we'll be alright we'll be alright um, on our end yeah
0: And it's all about us, so just make it happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, Mark Emmert, and you know, I'm sure they have they have a little bit of a lawsuit they have to deal with right now. But I'm sure number one, number two concern, aside from the (laughs) antitrust lawsuit, (laughs) is whether or not we had to stay up later than we wanted to. Exactly. So it's right there. It's maybe probably one A, one B of concerns. (laughs) One A, one B. All right, let's talk about the games, Marlo. First game, Houston, 67, Oregon State, 61. I'll, how did you enjoy watching this game Marl?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't enjoy the game until that little till about you know f- with four or five minutes left in the game yep. um, when when Oregon State decided they're going to start playing basketball um, and Houston decided they're not going to play basketball, and it actually became a game and I thought I thought Oregon, Oregon State was going to have a chance that they made it seem like this this was going to be the comeback because Houston had control of that game Mm -hmm. all game but for those little those couple minutes they did when they ran they went to that they finally they went to that zone but it was given houston fits and oregon was on the oregon state was on the comeback and i I thought it was i didn't think it was going to happen but it made it exciting and i actually started to pay more attention
1: yeah it was yeah they tied it up oregon state did with 3:48 left and you thought oh boy we have a game uh i just I was trying to work in a uh, tinkle run joke, because, <laughs> but I mm, I didn't it didn't it didn't ever happen. So let it fly, let, let it fly. So yeah, the, <laughs> so Houston was not in the game until the Tinkle Boys went on a run. There you go. And uh, but didn't didn't have enough in the end, uh, which uh, seems to happen a lot. Oregon State I had a shot in the first half. They had 17 points at halftime. Finally kind of unlocked it in the second half. So the first, I don't know, 30 minutes of the game, I was just annoyed that Oregon State was in this game because it looked like Houston was just going to dominate run away with it. And when I talk about other games that were equally lopsided, even more lopsided than this, it's going to be – I'm going to go completely 180 on this take, so uh, (laughs) I'm okay with that. It just – I was annoyed like – Houston's going to be in the final four. They played these 10 seed, you know, or these double digit seeds. Uh, This has to be the worst deserving final four. Look, they're in the final four, right? I can't take that away. um, And I can't, you know, I'm not trying to say like they don't deserve to be there. They play, they beat who they played, right? That's all that matters. But it has to be the least deserving team to be there, the least accomplished, right? Because they did face all those uh, double digit seeds. Uh, And just the fact that it was Oregon State against up, They laid this egg I was just annoyed And then Oregon State comes back And then I was annoyed that Houston wasn't good Because Oregon State was coming (laughs) back on them (laughs) So no matter what happened I was annoyed in this game uh, And I just, when it ended And Houston ended up holding on uh, Not as many cramps in this game So that was good to see Um, They held on and I just thought Thank God that was the first game (laughs) That's, That's out of the way Uh, So that's probably not fair to Houston, probably not fair to the run that Oregon State had Because it was uh, an amazing run, only exceeded by uh, their uh, Pac-12 brethren in UCLA Um, But I I probably should give these two teams more credit But I will refuse to do it until, I don't want to say my dying day That seems a little bit harsh, but um, at least the end of the tournament No matter what happens
0: (laughs) Right, just because they had a, just because they had their path, doesn't take away your right to be annoyed by it. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you, you can tell who I'm rooting for in, in the final four already. But, um, yeah, I know that was that was my takeaway. Is this game annoyed me no matter what happened, and uh, I guess congratulations to Houston, right, first final yeah. four since 1984. No, I was thinking about this when they went there, and I was kind of going through my thoughts on. Um, i whether they're deserving or not to be there and and what I love about the, fi- the this tournament, and I've said this when Wisconsin you know went to the final four and stuff uh back uh, a couple years ago now, I love that getting to the final four is like a achievement in itself, and we hold getting to the final four as if it's a half of a championship. Yeah. Or if it's like it's like winning a conference, like you look back and you don't really remember the years you went to the sweet 16, you went to lead eight. Those are great stats and things. But you remember years your team goes to the final four. And that's one thing I really like about college basketball in this tournament specifically is you can have this success without winning a championship. Because I talk about this all the time. Too much of how we think about and enjoy sports is just winning the championship. Yes or no. But in college basketball, we have this like slight step below that that Houston going to the first final four since 1984 uh, has, and that's really cool.
0: Since slamma jamma. yeah, I think the, the the old highlights of uh, Akeem and Drexler much <laughs> much appreciate it, but also makes you feel super old. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of the the, the look back things do make you yeah. feel old. That's true. Um, not as old as being mad about staying up to 11 o'clock. but <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was Houston-Oregon State. Well, let's move on to the late game. Uh, Baylor 81, Arkansas 72. Uh, really just a wire-wire to win for Baylor. Uh, it felt a little bit like the Wisconsin game to me, where Baylor was got out to a lead, and then Arkansas would go on a little run. Baylor would never catch up. Baylor would extend the lead again, and it kind of went through this zigzag Um throughout the whole game. And you never felt like Baylor was going to lose.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Yeah, it was wire-to-wire when, even even on those runs that Arkansas would have, to me, it just felt like Baylor got bored for a minute. Yeah, Um, And, you know, like they were playing with their little brother, like, yeah, let's just let them back in for a little bit. And then we'll just crush their dreams uh, (laughs) from there. So, yeah, I agree. Baylor, like, I think I don't know. You have to run the tape, but I didn't give much Baylor much credit going into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, they have completely, you know, they they've completely showed me showed me wrong. Um, they're a very dynamic team, tenacious on the de- t- tenacious defense, uh, dynamic dynamic high flying offense players. Uh, so it should be a good good Final Four matchup. I know who you're rooting for Casey, so yeah. I don't even need to ask from there.
1: Yeah, um, the I think the thing I've enjoyed most watching Baylor play outside of the Wisconsin game, because I didn't enjoy watching them play any of that game, yep. um, was, is, is watching uh, Davian Mitchell, he's number 45, on Baylor just fly around on defense. He is so active on defense, and it's so fun to watch. Um, I just kind of find myself queuing in on him on the defensive end. He was in foul trouble in the first half of this game, and I think that's why Arkansas was able to hang around maybe a little bit more than they otherwise would have in the first half. I think he's in the second half. In Arkansas, did better. Whatever, Um, but he's fun to watch. And their their defense, just the aggressiveness of their defense, and uh, Keenan on him uh, when I'm watching is is a lot of fun to watch. And I know I say that, and then I complain when Houston plays. But (laughs) here we are. Here we are. I I never said I'm uh, uh, not prone to uh, contradict my own takes. So Uh, yeah, I, I I. I thought in this game I was gonna end up wanting Arkansas to win at some point, but I just that never really happened for me, which (laughs) I was a bit surprised by. A bit surprised that I never was like, "Oh, come on, get the upset or you know make this come back." I was I was all in on Baylor uh, going through. So, and I I'll expand on that a little bit when we do some predictions here. All right, right. Uh, that so those were the Monday games. Um, We went in to. Tuesday, the early game was the two West Coast
0: teams, which made no sense. No sense. Uh, I, ge- I guess they're playing in sense. Indiana, right? But I don't. It doesn't matter. It's all. It's all for TV. This is why it doesn't make any sense. Like most, this was for TV. I, what I don't know It was the capacity, like fifteen hundred or so, inside the uh, they're playing in Lucas Oil, right? Yeah. yeah. And like, these are Gonzaga, USC. Yeah, UCLA was playing later, but they're also playing Michigan. It's like you already have a built-in. Your audience is mostly on the West Coast, it's not like Gonzaga. I mean, USC is a little more national brand. Gonzaga is absolutely not, right? Yeah. And it's why I don't understand with two West Coast teams when they were making this. Why weren't they? The, why were they the early game? It makes I mean, no it's sense.
1: it's definitely just name brand putting the two bigger name brands on on the later later slate, right? Like Michigan, UCLA, yeah. two of the biggest yeah. brands. Um, out there, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't make sense, but
0: yeah,
1: there we had it. Um, in this one, again, (laughs) never in doubt. (laughs) And (laughs) unlike when I thought Houston was going to have a never in doubter, I just, maybe it's because in my mind, because of, you know, what people have been saying, what Asher said to us at the beginning of the tournament, I'm just enjoying Gonzaga being really good. And, um, their offense specifically, how they move the ball, how they find space and just get open shots throughout the game. They ended up shooting 50% uh, from the field throughout this game. Um, It's just fun to watch. Like I like watching Baylor's defense. I like watching Gonzaga's offense. And they just, it seemed like anything USC tried to do, they just couldn't stop Gonzaga. They have too many options. Their movement's too good. It was I was watching this one uh, with my dad, who was very much rooting against Gonzaga, and I was quietly, (laughs) completely content with watching them just run up the score.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, it was uh, complete domination. I'm starting to get scared uh, that they're actually going to pull this thing off. As much, I I don't know why. I don't know why, Casey, I don't know why I don't want them to pull this off. I don't know why. I have no reason, but I find myself just wanting them knowing that they're the better team but stumbling along the way and hey maybe this is it this is it indianapolis we all know what happened last time in indianapolis when an undefeated team went into the final four just yeah. saying um but it was it was just a dominant game i from foes to foes i guess the only thing i mean i don't want to talk about the game because I, I haven't gotten your take this whole tournament drew time the mustache the celebration your thoughts
1: the mustache makes him look like he should be playing at the Y. It's so weird. <laughs> and, like, he's he's just out there. And you're like, okay, like, sure, this is a guy who's on, not Gonzaga, but a mid-major team. And, you know, he's, he's the guy who does all the crafty basketball moves. And, and that's who he is. But he's just on an elite. He's like an elite version of that. And it's just yeah. so crazy. My mind can't comprehend it. Right. Celebration's a bit much. Celebration's. Yeah every type of man Oof, my dad wow does not like that guy <laughs> yeah,
0: i can imagine that is yeah it's an old man's nightmare like his yeah mustache okay that's funny but it's everything he does it's that sweeping of the mustache hands in the air after a rebound he's the um god i forget the name so i'm not gonna it, but i just you know if it was every once in a while if it was yeah. after a cool dunk maybe you know, and how come he doesn't get tacked up for that? Right, that seems an excessive celebration. I don't know, just me. <laughs> yeah. That that might be my old man take of the day. Why is he uh, not yeah. get a tech for excessive celebration for all his all yeah. his celebrations? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, he just he's when you look at him, it's he's like Krutwig, right from um, Loyola,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's like yeah. he doesn't
1: really fit, but man, he just he just figures out a way to get in the basket. But he's like the millionaires version of Crutwick who's actually like backs it up with being just an, an elite athlete as well. So I don't know if he, if he played on, um, let's say Duke be the most hated player in basketball.
0: Oh yeah. hundred percent. So 000.
1: I think a little bit of a let's I'll let a little bit of a get away because it is Gonzaga and I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm playing for Gonzaga. I think if I can guess to what your hang up is, It's similar to my Houston hangup being in the Final Four. Mm. Is, yeah, and you can absolutely point to, hey, they have to win at the tournament. Gonzaga does. You have to, you can point to their non conference schedule. And to be fair, they play the toughest non conference schedule out of anybody. Yep. But (laughs) they have this huge chunk in the middle of their schedule (laughs) that's not as good as everybody else. They're all double digit seeds (laughs) or lower in the NCAA tournament, you know? So I think that's the hangup that you, that, if i can venture to po- try and point out the hang up to you is it's that similar like yeah but to their undefeated season um and to their point they just have to go look at the beginning look at the end we did what we had to do you know we can't in this season control that middle part but it is kind of a yeah but cuz they don't have to go through that power 5 conference schedule
0: yeah no not at all not even close like it's not even there's not even yeah, – usually when the Gonzaga team, there's like the St. Mary's kind of gives them yeah. a run in in the conference, but there wasn't even that one team this year that yeah. was – The
1: second cool. best was BYU, and, I mean, I guess I didn't watch many BYU. I followed when they played Gonzaga, and I watched them lose to UCLA.
0: <laughs>
1: so <laughs> – but outside of that, I didn't watch much BYU. Mainly they had uh, – what's his name? The seven-footer from uh, Purdue who transferred the Harms. Yeah. I just – I don't need to watch that guy play basketball anymore if I don't have to. So <laughs> that's my main reason for not watching you. Uh, all right. So Gonzaga, never a doubter. Um, I will say I'm. Hmm, I think I'm rooting for the undefeated season.
0: Yeah, I think so. You ready for that? You ready we'll for? See. If they have to mm-hmm. act? So it's not. I think you get to, to look ahead. Like, okay, it might be cool in the moment, right? We have an undefeated team you have never seen that we haven't well since that we can remember in our lifetime has happened in our lifetime we don't remember it um but now we have to live with that that until someone else does it it's going to be this Gonzaga team people are going to talk about for that's nauseam that's okay okay
1: I think I think I'm okay and I want Gonzaga to win until they win and then I'm going to flip
0: okay that's what's going to happen that's That's what what I think it's going to happen too what happens (laughs) with the with the Patriots right yeah
1: I don't know. I think, I don't know. Let me, I'll have to think about it more. Okay. Just the alternatives. What well, the alternative is, UCLA is in the championship game. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> the alternative is, uh, Houston wins. Yuck. <laughs> like, I don't, I, the only other one. So if it's Baylor, Gonzaga, maybe I'll root for Baylor. We'll talk about it. We, uh, we're looking ahead too far. All right, let's yeah. get through
0: uh, to, Elite yeah. Eight. Last Elite Eight. The game of the night. The game of the, the the elite eight. <laughs> The game of the, of the
1: elite, eight. Yeah. yeah. I would say for the blue bloods, for the old people, older than us, who really struggled staying up till eleven o'clock, this was the one they circled, right? Michigan UCLA, yeah. This
0: game sucked. <laughs> this game did suck. Just in, Big, in, in in general, I mean, what was the halftime score? I it halftime
1: score was twenty seven twenty three. I mean, it would. 51-49 was the final. Yep. Uh, I would venture to guess without looking it up I should look this up. Lowest scoring game of the tournament, 100 points. Absolutely right. brutal. Um both teams shot under 40% from the field, both teams shot under 30% from three. And watching this game, it didn't it didn't feel like um like the Baylor defense, right? You watch Baylor play and the other team shoot 30%, 40%. Yeah. You're Houston, you know, good defensive teams. You watch those teams and you're like, I'm watching good defense. In this game, I did not feel like I was watching good defense.
0: No, not at all. There were so many, there were so many bunnies that were missed. There were so many like weird air balls that had nothing to do with the defense. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was because, well, I mean, UCLA is a West Coast team, but maybe they've been there for a while. It was late. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just I'm making a lot of excuses because the whole yeah. time, obviously, I've watched more Michigan basketball than I have UCLA. I've seen Michigan play really good games. I've seen yeah. them play okay games, but still be able to you know, beat teams. But the whole time, I was like, okay, well, Michigan's going to wake up, and then they're mm. going to go on this run, and it's going to be over. And that obviously never happened. Um, there were things a lot – there was you know, a lot of kind of – especially by the big men, a lot of forced, forced shots that I feel like, again, in other teams, they would take their time and make those layups, those around the, around the basket shots or or moves to get open uh, a more open layup Um, and so yeah and it all culminated with with the end where Michigan probably had like literally like five chances to win the game and just couldn't do anything about it
1: yeah okay so first I'm gonna go with uh, two things I want to talk about I want to talk about uh, the big men forcing it from Michigan but first I want to talk about Michigan blowing it I think they missed their last nine shots uh, Wagner airballing that three pointer was one of the worst shots the I've f- seen in a very long time. Yeah, by a foot, he missed it by like a foot. Michigan gets the offensive rebound and rushes it back up
0: again. Th- that was both- yeah. What was the po- both of those shots? That three pointer yeah, was. I mean, it was an open look, and I guess it's a good shot. But the, the airball, and then there was still six something seconds left. I don't know why. I forget who got the rebound. They felt the need to just kind of toss it back up. Like it just seemed like they didn't think there was any time on the clock. I think it
1: was Brooks who got it. Um, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, and Smith took a three pointer. Uh, th- they missed their last, I think, eight or nine shots. Michigan yep. did. It just seemed like they were rushing everything down the stretch. When you're, I'm just sitting here watching it, going, "Relax, you're the better team." Like run an offense, win the game, and they they just never did it. So I think Michigan only has themselves to to blame how it ended. Um, also, I think they have themselves to blame. How the game went, they clearly just had their. You, they looked at the you know the the teams uh, team list right and said, "Wow, look how much more size we have," and they just forced it inside all the time, and at, they forgot that they could. Sh- I feel like they forgot they could kick it out and shoot three pointers. Hunter Dickinson finished with a team high eleven points, which is astounding. He was 5-for-10 with four turnovers. So many times he would get it in the post, try to back his guy down, and flip it up uh, a shot that flip up a shot that had very little chance of going in and missed a lot of those, or he would turn it over. And it was just they never went away from that into something that would be more effective at attacking the defense that UCLA was throwing at them. It was incredibly frustrating and I, to watch as somebody who kind of wanted Michigan
0: to win. It was it was so shot, it was super frustrating. I mean, I was pulling for Michigan.
1: They shot 11, 11 threes in this Jeez. game. I bet that's a season. Though. I didn't, I didn't go back and look. I'll look, I'll try and look real quick yeah. But.
0: Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, to back to the beginning point, besides the fact that it was so late and the game was, you know, close throughout, I think the biggest lead was 7 points by Michigan. Um uh, UCLA was up nine early in the second half, I think. Oh, was. were they? Okay. Yeah. Well, it was yeah, it was a fairly close game, and no one really separated themselves. Um, I think that nine-point lead didn't last all that long. Um, so it was back and forth. Again, I th- was waiting for Michigan to kind of wake up and, and go for it. Um, that never happened. And then when that, sh- that last shot, Fogner missed um, at the buzzard, went off. I think I was, I, that's when I was annoyed. I had just stayed up watching this, thinking Michigan was going to win, and they had the opportunity to, and I just feel like if it was playing against a team like Wisconsin, those shots would have went in and it, we would have never had a chance. And they were open shots, too.
1: Yes, they were, they were open. Uh, I don't have uh, per, per game, uh, but I have Michigan average shooting 23 and a half three-pointers Jeez. per game, and they shot 11 in this game while forcing it inside. Um, yeah. On every, on every possession. Yeah, and... You know, the whole tournament, we're just watching for when's the game that Michigan is going to miss Livers. I guess this was it. Although I don't feel like they missed him. They just... I think they just... They got nervous. I think they collectively got nervous. They forced their game plan. They forced shots when they otherwise shouldn't. Uh, and some of their best players who have been... Played well all season wagner um smith uh had bad games and and wagner was one for ten oh for four from three in 34 minutes he had four points and he's uh, unbelievable i can't i just can't believe that they lost this game so the main reason i was rooting for michigan or pulling for michigan was my takes it's got to protect the takes marlo um, I was ready to finally prove that the Pac-12 was frauds, despite getting three Elite Eight teams. Uh, zero final four, but now they have one. That was take was ruined. Uh, I was ready to tweet out in all caps, chalk, because it was going to be a one-on-one, a one-and-a-two, a one, yep. but now yep. it's a one-on-one, a, one, a two-and-an-eleven. So my two takes coming into this tournament, uh, <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah. Just... just just gone. And uh, the Big Ten team in the Final Four, you, you take one Big Ten team in the Final Four and say, yeah. hey, look, we're a good conference. Yeah, um, cool. Ruined. All takes ruined. So. All ruined. Thanks. Once again, UCLA ruining my takes. And UCLA should have lost <laughs> to Michigan. Houston should have lost to.
0: Uh, oh, to Michigan. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, Michigan State, uh, I, I meant to say. Houston should have lost to Rutgers. Uh, the tournament's so frustrating. All right. But, that said, super pumped about the final four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's, pump, let's look at, look at the uh,
1: first, first game is Baylor-Houston. Um, two defensive teams. I'm a little bit worried on about on Saturday. Yes. Is that what I said?
0: No. You just, I mean, it's just you just said the first game. But it's on Saturday, okay. right? I just want yeah. to make sure.
1: I don't know what these it's, schedules. It's on Saturday, Saturday. four fourteen 14 Central Time on CBS. 4-14. Um, nice. So I'm a little bit worried about the aesthetics of this game. Two kind of defensive first teams. Um, I'm gonna, so I'm going to be annoyed if Houston wins. We all know that. Baylor by, the Baylor by five over under is 135. What are you thinking about this game, Rob? Hmm.
0: I, I feel like I, I, I would take the over. On, I mean, I, yeah, I would take the over and I'd take Baylor to, to cover. Uh, okay. Against against Houston,
1: I like where your heads at. I like what you're saying. Um, I I just keep looking back at how poorly teams have shot against Houston, uh, and by that from three point from three point. Wait, was that that was an Oregon State thing? I think at the end of the day, what I get back to is Baylor's probably the best shooting team that Houston's played,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. What was impressive to me with Baylor it was in the Arkansas game, where they were just like, we're going to score in the post. We can shoot, but we're going to score in the post. And they scored, what, 20 points in the post in a row, like their tw- next 20 points in a row. Uh, I just think they have enough ways to score that they can overcome Houston's uh, good defense. I don't know that Houston has enough offense to overcome Baylor's defense. The under has gone down 0.5 since the I wrote this down an hour ago. So the under's (laughs) down to one thirty-four point five. Um which feels right. I think it's gonna be low scoring, but then again, if somebody just starts falling at the end, it could easily go over. I think that's what it's gonna come down to, the over under, but um I'm going I'm rooting for Baylor. I would ride with Baylor here. Um and I'd lean under, but I think the fouls will come in. I'm just hoping Baylor locks him down and moves on.
0: Right, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, especially judging from last game, like Houston hasn't played, obviously hasn't played a team like Baylor. I think Baylor's defense will give him fits if Oregon State's just, they a little, they like, had no idea what to do with that zone at the end of the game. Um, and Baylor's just a better defensive team all around. So that's where I'm coming in. That's why I think it's, it's going to be, I don't, I, I honestly, I, I know what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to be a game in the end. I really don't. I think Houston
1: gonna, Houston has defeated one ranked team all season.
0: Right. I don't I don't think this is gonna be a game in the end. And this is exactly why Houston's gonna win. But Baylor, take it to the bank, cover the over, cover the spread.
1: I'd be so annoyed.
0: All right. <laughs> um
1: all right, Gonzaga, UCLA. Um if so I think there's some is it poeticness, it's poetic, it is poet. whatever. It's interesting <laughs> that Gonzaga, to, in the Elite Eight, in the Final Four, is going through Pac-12 teams. I think that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, obviously they're not in the Pac-12, and everybody wants them to be in the Pac-12, and they're just going to kick the crap out of two Pac-12 teams to get to the championship. Again, I'm projecting a little bit, or, or forecasting a little bit there, but I think that's... I would, I don't know, I I think they're, is it poetic, ironic, whatever. It's neat. I think it's neat, and I like it, (laughs) and I want them to continue to do it. Um, And on the reverse side of that, UCLA can't keep doing this to me, right? They cannot (laughs) take this away from my takes. (laughs) Again, one more time, that Gonzaga's too good uh, to lose to a crappy UCLA team, uh, which, as you just mentioned with Houston, that means UCLA is probably going to do it, because that's what's happened. This entire tournament, to my takes, what do you see happening?
0: Um, yeah, I think Gonzaga rolling through. I see them rolling through UCLA. Uh, they don't. They're not going to have. They're not going to have an answer um, down low. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for them. And you know, I. They're. I, I don't know what their averages, but I know the last two games they scored fifty fifty plus points in the paint, right? Yeah. And that's yep. not. I don't. You know, that's not UCLA's game. Um. Yeah, I don't. I think it's it's going to be another blowout. It's going to be another blowout. It's going to be annoying. And two blowout two. Yeah, I think I don't think the final four is going to be interesting. I think the championship game will be interesting.
1: There we go. That's. I I think the championship game will be interesting if what we said comes through. Um, I think that's an interesting point. Um. With UCLA in the post, Gonzaga's offense in the post, UCLA's defensive post, because obviously yep. that was Mi- what Michigan was trying to exploit their size. Yep. But I think what you saw in Michigan was that they were relying on a freshman who maybe doesn't have all the skill set at this point of his uh, basketball career to fully take advantage of a relatively weak defense uh, inside. Yep. Whereas Gonzaga has a slew of players who I think are ready to take advantage of that defense so 100% And I just I, every round every round this tournament I've gone this magic of UCLA getting in these mucks of games has to run out eventually. They're gonna run into a team who just hits shots and they're not going to be able to keep up with that. their scoring has basically been the one guy um, I forget his name now I, I lost the, the the sheet where it is. I don't have so many tabs open. <laughs> um, I just got to think their luck runs out, and Gonzaga's. I think too good in this in this spot. Uh, Gonzaga by fourteen. So everybody's thinking about it's the highest um, spread in a Final Four game in history.
0: Oh, um, take UCLA then. Just do yeah. it. Yeah, I don't and think they'll win, but they could probably cover.
1: <laughs> I saw the other. So they listed the top five, and of the other three that were the the next largest. Um, the favorites were one in three against the spread. So, to your, to your point, maybe take the spread, but I think Gonzaga uh, is still too good enough to win. 145 is the over under in this, and I have no clue on that because I don't know how much UCLA is going to be able to score.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's a, that's a uh, tougher one.
1: And I. So, I want to. So, we both think the favorites are going to win a one versus one final. I think that's what I'm rooting for because that would be an amazing game, right? We would have what kind of collectively college basketball is viewing as the best offense against what we're viewing as the best defense. And I guess Houston, uh, if they do win, will win because of their defense. So I guess that would still hold whether it's Baylor or Gonzaga. Um, so I think that makes a really interesting, I'm sorry, Baylor or Houston, um, against Gonzaga. Cause it's going to be teams that primarily thrive on their defense versus Gonzaga thrives on offense. If you wins, wins, is totally out, uh, of, um, out of the uh, this makes no sense what I'm going to say, but I can't imagine a difference in kind of interest and viewership for myself from going from the Gonzaga Baylor matchup to any other matchup. Yeah, uh, I, I sh- I'm sure you know the TV heads want UCLA to win because of the name brand, and then probably Baylor. They would like so if you're at CBS, do you want Gonz- what do you want if you're at CBS? What do you think is going to get the most eyeballs on the TV? The 1v1?
0: Yeah, I would have to say the one. I mean, I well, I would say Gonzaga getting in because the interest of the undefeated season would draw mm-hmm. would draw people uh, more than anything. So like, if it was a, if it was UCLA Houston, that'd be the worst. As long as <laughs> as long as long as, that's Gun, good. as long as Gonzaga got in, obviously, I think the dream is Baylor Gonzaga. But as long as Gonzaga got in, that would be that's what they need as far as eyeball. They need okay yeah. for
1: the undefeated season. You think that that out, that outweighs. UCLA going for a championship. John Wooden, convert- <laughs> crap. We have to all uh, remember back to.
0: I I think so. Just because, I yeah. I got to go with that because I I want to think that everyone knows that this UCLA team is not that. <laughs> they just happen <laughs> to be in a final four, right? Yeah. But who am I? I'm just one man. If it's UCLA Houston, I think it's
1: gonna give that uh 5149 um, score of the UCLA mission game a run for its money. <laughs> uh, as far as as far as being low. Um, yeah, I, I think the undefeated thing, you're right, is is probably stronger than the UCLA um, um, nostalgia. For Baylor Houston, from an eyeball standpoint, I just think for being a, a large school for being somewhat relevant in basketball i mean it's been years ago i just feel like not many people know houston basketball baylor seems like a bigger pull and they're the one seed and i just feel like they're that's what the eyeballs are looking for that's what i think college basketball fans are looking for that's what i'm looking for gonzaga baylor which means it probably won't happen but that's what i'm that's what i'll be rooting for and I think that's the only way in which I don't root for Gonzaga in the championship. There's, I see a world in which I talk myself into rooting for Baylor in the yeah. championship game. But, because right. then, you know, uh, I don't want to say it. Never mind. <laughs> All, right. All right. If Baylor wins, because we're not going to record before the championship game. So if Baylor wins. We'll record for the championship. No? Okay. Are we? I don't that's know. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. All right. Yep. Maybe we will. Maybe we won. Um, Wisconsin is pretty much the second best team in the country pretty much so pretty much so there you go that's another yeah. reason to for baylor so all right that's all i have on the final four saturday
0: Did you want anything and special so, final four saturday
1: um it is uh we got a couple family birthdays lined up here um oh. it's my my son's birthday so we're oh, doing sh- some birthdays we're doing some sh- birthday stuff and we are planning on being home by four <laughs> let's see how that goes all
0: right <laughs> nice.
1: let's just say there's a chance i don't see all of
0: baylor houston so
1: gotcha although there the there was a, a a birthday party we were supposed to go to that was canceled that was supposed to be the late thing so hopefully we can just make sure to be home by then
0: um, who are these monsters
1: who schedule what monsters?
0: birthdays schedule birthdays during final four
1: like, Marlo, you'd be surprised to hear there's a whole world of people. It's like when you do you ever go like grocery it. shopping during like a Bears game or something <laughs> yeah.
0: in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. And there are I people have, there. I have. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, What is going on?
1: What are you? What are you people doing here? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I, just, people. I just, I just
0: figure they're doing the same thing I do, making a quick liquor run because you ran out in the at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> they're in the produce section, like looking yeah. at melons, and you're like, just get one, get home. <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh I do, and it is funny, so when you go in and it's, uh, we have our local grocery store here has uh, TVs throughout the store, right? But it's on, like, ESPN, and it's just so weird to me. You go through on, like, a football Sunday during, like, a Packer game here, and it's like, you don't even have the Packer game on. (laughs) Who's in charge of this TV? Why is it still on ESPN? (laughs) What person who wants to watch sports (laughs) is in Festival Foods here, and... Not wanting to see the Packers game. I don't understand. Anyway, I would be self-aware enough if I ran the grocery store to right. put the, the correct – I would oh, be on top you. of what, what channel is mean, being
0: displayed. If you had to work during the Packers game, I whole wholeheartedly know that you would have every TV on. <laughs> back
1: Just when that. I was – back when I were in high school, I worked at a grocery store in Marlowe.
0: And I, I would
1: finagle the PA system thing mm-hmm. um, to stay on. So I had to take um, – <laughs> Some staples from my the staple gun,
0: yeah. and
1: I would tape it to hold the button down, so I would tape around that, yeah. and then just turn on a radio and hold the PA system up to the radio to listen to Packer games over the
0: PA system. <laughs> there you go. There That's is.
1: what th- Those are the things we had to do, Marlo, in, yeah. in 2000, to, <laughs> to listen to a, a, Packer, oh, oh. a Packer game. Just kicked over the garbage can. I just got <laughs> so excited. <laughs> to listen to a Packer game at a grocery store. Man, times have changed. No, well, there's flat-screen TVs hanging. Man, what a world. What a oh world. world. All right. How did we get there?
0: I have no idea. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the monsters who get <laughs> a birthday bars or the fire. Oh, monster,
1: yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm uh, doing. What are, what are you doing? <laughs>
0: <for>? <laughs> I, I, I got a plan, so I'm going to sit my butt on the couch and watch the whole thing. Maybe enjoy have a beverage or two. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just enjoy the, the last Saturday of basketball. so but,
1: I'm going order wings. I think ooh. I'm gonna order wings. Oh, That'd be fun. Wings. There you go. That's yeah. the fun thing about ordering wings when it's just me is you have to order so much to yep. get it delivered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can yeah. send up like a, a week's worth of wings. <laughs> <That's fantastic. laughs>
0: All right. That I, reminds me of a time when we ordered literally 200 wings. Um, and I, that was a f- no, that was that single was mile. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That was the Kentucky Derby. I thought it was the Final Four, but it was Kentucky Derby. Um, You were there. and Totally remember it. That's enough. Let's get to what everyone's been waiting for, Casey. Casey's corner kick.
1: I know that people were like, "Wait, we just had a podcast without a corner kick." That was because nothing literally happened uh, until this week, so that's why we didn't uh, talk about it last time. Uh, in sad news, the U.S. men's national team missed the Olympics. They lost to Honduras two to one. Yeah. and depending on are we ever going guess, back to
0: the Olympics? Well,
1: the olymp we've missed the last three Olympics. Jesus, which is <laughs> it's a little it's so it's. A lot harder to get into the Olympics, That mainly because for the United States, it should be so easy to get to the World Cup. So there are fewer teams in the Olympics, so it's harder to get into. Uh, but nonetheless, as the United States in the group that we're in, needs to be getting to the Olympics. And depending on kind of who you read, it's either a devastating indictment on American soccer or it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I tend to lean towards... Uh, the devastating side just because at some point we got to start winning freaking things yeah and i uh, not even winning things because i want to win things don't qualifying get me wrong for things qualifying <laughs> for <laughs> goddamn international competitions when we're the biggest country in our region uh i it's absurd it's absurd that we didn't qualify for the olympics obviously the olympics there are um it's like essentially an under 23 tournament Uh, So some of our players couldn't play. But our whole thing right now is that um, we have this youth intake who's supposed to propel us to the next level. It's devastating, I think, from a fan. I don't think it's devastating from like a a progression of U.S. soccer kind of thing. Like our players are still going to Europe. We're still getting, uh, you know, more and more of our players are going to play in Europe in the top leagues and, and whatnot. It's devastating from a u.s fan u.s normally u.s fans being interested in soccer yeah and that's where my disappointment is because i want to see more people be interested in soccer and the best way to do that is for the u.s to at least compete in international competitions and here's another one where we're not going to be competing so it's incredibly disappointing for that um i don't think it changes what i how well i think the u.s will do in the the next world cup so um which is sneaking up sneaking up um all right that was the bad news. The good news, club soccer returns this weekend. Uh, we had an international break. There's some European games going on right now. It's still way too early for it to really mean anything uh, as far um, for their World Cup qualifying. Um, but we have two great matchups on Saturday. So if you're not doing birthday things like I will be doing um, and you're just waiting around for um, for basketball to start, you got Bayern RB Leipzig uh, this is So these are essentially the two teams that really have a shot at winning uh, the German league. Uh, Bayern being the kind of perennial favorite and in, in the lead. So if RB Leipzig is going to really make a run, this game is at Leipzig. Uh, this is a game they need a result. So that's going to be on, I think, 930. And then in the afternoon at 2 o'clock, Liverpool is playing Arsenal. So as a Liverpool fan, I'll be interested in that. Uh, but also a good kind of test to see if Liverpool is ever going to get back to the form they were on before they i guess before 2021 essentially or are they just going to be a mid-table team this year um and for arsenal uh i mean they're a mid-table team so this isn't gonna really say anything about them but they've been playing better lately and can they continue that run so those are the games to watch on saturday before basketball starts at 414 central time
0: there you go that is there's There's a corner kick all right, let's get to our throw-ins. Much-awaited throw-ins as well. Yeah. Let's start um, off on a sad note.
1: Yes. Another. Again, starting on a sad note. Um, this happened last Friday, so a while ago now. Uh, the men's hockey team, uh, Wisconsin hockey team, lost in the first round to Bemidji State. Um, mm-hmm. Despite that, still not a state, but they did beat our hockey team. I don't, honestly don't know what else happened. I know Minnesota lost, but once Wisconsin lost, I was out. I was out on the Men's Final Four or whatever it is. So um, that sucked. Um, Cole Caulfield is pro now. He's on, on the Canadians. It was fun to watch him play. Sure. Uh, I don't know if he won the Player of the Year award, but he should. Um, and he was. it was great having him on our, on, on our team and. At the end, we won a Big Ten regular season title. So yeah. I will, I will take that. It was a it was, good year. A disappointing end.
0: Yeah, it was a good year. It also, they overachieved. This wasn't. I mean, they weren't predicted to be this good. Right. Um, so let's build on that. Let's take it there. Let's build on that. Yeah, yep.
1: Yep. I'm ready. I'm ready. All, All right. right. Uh, in um, let's go to NBA news. There was a trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the Bucks did their moves pre-deadline. Uh I think the surprise—I don't know if it was a surprise. It was a surprise to me. The Bulls made a move and traded tr- traded some players, got some players. Marlo, walk me through—tell me what happened and how you feel about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, they were coming fast and furious on the trade deadline day. I couldn't keep up. We uh, were just trading people, getting people, getting assets to trade them away. Uh, but the first big move uh, was the Bulls acquiring—I can't predict <laughs> Nicola can you pronounce this Butovic uh, I, pro- I can never pronounce oh, his name where's right where's garbage can again I um that was a big, big. they also pick up uh Alpha I mean new sure um in that just kind of a, a throw player to do that they had to give up Wendell Carter Jr. Outer Porter Jr. totally okay with that uh first round pick in 2021, and first round pick in 2023, both top four protected. Um, so yeah, and I think so that move. You know, it was it was a good move. We, Wendell Carter Jr. has been an okay player; <laughs> hasn't been the, you know, the, the hasn't played up to the the pick that we got him at. Yeah, um, as well, uh, Otter Porter Jr. same same sort of thing there. So I think it was a good move uh, for the. I think the Bulls. You know, obviously, depending on the draft picks, um, got the better of a deal as far as looking to do it now as the Magics are trying to offload everything. They are sellers. The Bulls are buyers. This was a perfect match. Um, I just I think we picked up a good player and we could put that in to use right now.
1: Yeah, I think it's an interesting move. I, I was a little disappointed with Wendell Carter Jr. I did like him as a prospect, but he did. He got drafted by the Bulls, and they you just had too many forwards. Yeah. So he was never – I don't know if it was he didn't get the reps or he didn't you know develop well enough to earn the reps. Um, so I was a little disappointed to see him go because I did like him as a prospect. Otto Porter Jr. was always a stopgap player to the next thing. So it makes sense from the Bulls' standpoint. And you get back Lucevic, who's been an all-star, is an all-star – uh, and you pair him with Levine, it makes sense. I think it makes them better now, but it also doesn't like handicap their future too much. I know you traded some picks, but I like that they're protected in that top four outside the top four. It's just a crap shoot. Anyway, see Wendell Carter jr. Yeah. Um, so I think it was all, all in all a good trade. And I think makes the bulls at least so, more interesting this year um, without kind of hamstringing their future as some other teams kind of seem to do as a Bucks seem to do mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> with get, when they make trades for players now, so very yeah. interesting. All right, uh, other NBA stuff. Uh, I just kind of waited for Kyle Lowry to be traded, and then he didn't. <laughs> and then, other than that, it was kind of you know rotational pieces being added. Um, I mean, the Magic completely sold on their team. Uh, so, but other than that, I, it, a lot happened, but none of it seemed too, too meaningful to me. Outside the Bulls, one was the most interesting, I think
0: yeah for sure
1: uh all right on to college the college basketball coaching carousel here a couple close to wisconsin here so shaka smart goes from texas to marquette Mm -hmm. i think lots of mixed reaction Mm -hmm. based on our uh at least our text exchanges uh as to whether or not this is a a good hire or not um what do you think marlon
0: i i mean it's tough to get rid of Woj, but I think having, I mean, Shaka, I think the writing was on the wall for him in Texas, right? Yeah. And you need to get out, it's a good fit, he's coming home. I i think the sediment coming from a lot of Badger fans is that Shaka going to Marquette, we could have had in that moment in between the Bill and Bo, as we are starting to read some people, some people are reading peak frustration with uh, with Bo, uh, not Bo, with um, guard... Yep, um, and then seeing this come so close to home just kind of stings again. So you know, with that said, you could talk about his record at at Texas and what he did determine, what he didn't do. Um, I think for Marquette, it is a good hire. I, I you know, obviously Texas is a is a football school first. Um, that wasn't the case for Shaka. Came from VCU. He put him on the map. Obviously, Marquette is not a football school. They're still undefeated, as they like to say, and. So he'll probably, you know, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see what he can do with with that program.
1: Yeah, I I, I can I did and uh, sit here and point to some of the things you mentioned is his run at Texas was uh, very lackluster. Um, so and you can always point to the Final Four run, but that was ten years ago. So I can I, I can point to yeah. all these reasons why this isn't a good hire, but at the same time. Uh, there still seems to be a little, a little bit of magic left in to me in Shaka Smart, and I think if he can do something like what, Joan Howard did, and get somebody who can run a program, and he can focus on recruiting, uh, I, I just see a way that this can be successful for my kid, and that worries me. Um, and you know, number shaka coming to marquette and i shoot i forget the name of who who minnesota hired but um you know where wisconsin to the recruiting grounds wisconsin has right milwaukee and minneapolis area if those dry up for the badgers program then that leaves us in a world of hurt uh that has hasn't happened yet but with these new hires i kind of every time there's a new hire in in those two areas i'm worried that it's going to happen now so uh especially with a name like shaka smart which seems to carry the cachet from that vcu run um that there's a chance that that could happen i can see i could see this going both ways i have no i i don't love or hate it i could see it being incredibly successful i can see it being an incredible bomb and we're talking sitting here in five years and going they still haven't won a tournament game but i could also see it going well and them being successful so i don't know i don't know what to do um with this one it's it it's as uh, mysterious of a uh, forecast as I've, as I've had. So, mm-hmm. uh, elsewhere uh, in Indiana, they hired Mike Woodson, uh, which I think was a, at least to me, was a very surprising hire. Um, hasn't coached in college basketball. They're trying to, their theory is to do the Jawan Howard thing that I just mentioned, where they hire Mike Woodson, but they hire somebody who knows how to run a NCAA program. Um, this one was out of left field. He, he played at Indiana. Again, John Howard vibes, but he's been an NBA coach. I don't, what do you think, Marlon? This was a weird one to me.
0: I think this is super weird. Uh, what, I mean, th- I think the firing was weird. And now you would think, I think when you, would you fire someone in that amount of time, right? Obviously it was call it limited success, but Indiana still hasn't been Indiana for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think like it's usually you have something in mind that's you know. And this one was just like, okay, we fired him. Now what? Oh, this guy wants a college job. So, you know, it's cool. He's been in the NBA. Um, it's a it's a head scratcher, and it's fine. Yeah. Like if Indiana wants to keep doing that, that's totally fine. Keep going. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm totally okay with it. But it's it just seems weird from an outsider looking in. I can't imagine an actual Indiana fan.
1: Yeah, and I just you know I could see the Joan Howard thing like. And maybe just it's because Mike Woodson's a little bit before our time of being college basketball fans. Yeah. So I don't remember him playing, but, like, John Howard was – that Fab Five is, like, iconic. And, like, him coming back to Michigan seemed like such a, like, significant thing. But I I didn't know Mike Woodson played there. So, like, yeah. I know you're going for, like, the connection to the past and that sort of thing, but it just – it doesn't seem like it has the same at least star power to it. Now he has coached in the NBA for – what 20 something years or whatever it is. And maybe that translates. I, the first thing that worried me is he wants to hire Larry Brown.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is Larry and, Brown doing?
1: I mean, I get if you want somebody who knows how to run a program, I don't know if he's a guy you want to hire. And my question would be, do you want to vacate the wins now or later? When, <laughs> when do you want to do that? If you bring Larry Brown in? um, just a weird hire. And I don't, I guess I just don't know enough about Mike Woodson to know if it will work. But it just seems weird. Seems weird to me. Um, all right. Those were all my thrones, Marlo. Do you have any other thrones? Minnesota hired the coach. I already forgot who it was. So. <laughs> that's, a bad, that's a bad job it made me, and I didn't put it in here when I did the carousel thing. So bad
0: job. Let Oops. me see if I can find it. Good guy. job. No, I got nothing else. Um, that's it. I'll give you a minute to find that. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be back. I don't know, maybe. Well, we'll be back. I think we record Sunday. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out next time we're back. We'll have the final four winners, maybe the championship, depending on when we get out. You guys can always find us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze, myself at Marlow Casey at Prof Badger fan, Casey the stats department gets you need.
1: Ben Johnson. There you go. His name is Ben Johnson. Like <laughs> <laughs> the most generic name uh there we go uh yep his name's ben johnson he's from minneapolis blah blah, blah. good good stuff well that's all i have <laughs> until <laughs> next time fellow fans i hope all your favorite teams win all the sports